If you're a guy that's listening and you've ever been involved on the other side of this, you are weak. You are, you are a coward. What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Very, very, very special guest today, Amber Smith, my wife. One of the favorites that always gets requested on here. Come on, bring back Amber. <laughs> but you have been uh, pretty busy. A little busy, yes. You have a baby. We have a baby. Mainly <laughs> you have you. a baby. Mainly you. <laughs> <laughs> he is attached to me right now, actually. <laughs> so he's like a koala. He's just stuck inside your pocket all mm. the time. And we have a, a special... Um, break today because the in-laws are in town for the holidays. And so you are, uh, you, you get like a little bit of time to come on this podcast finally. I do. This is like a, an awesome mommy break. Mm-hmm. So we have, I have a folder dedicated to you. So what we do on this podcast is we answer your questions and we do it in a way where it's, it's if we're, we're sitting around a campfire, Amber and I, and then you walk up and there's a third chair and you sit down and you go, could I talk to you guys about something? Could be about anything. Could be about music or career or finances or relationships or divorce or babies or or travel. I don't know. It could be anything. We've seen it all. And and Amber and I then it's this is a, a safe space, an environment where we could walk through the question slowly, as if as if it's we have all the time in the world. We have all night. And I love that about this podcast. If you want to be part of that, you could email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com, grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Ask your question. We'll throw it into the queue. And then I have a folder separated that's just for Amber because you get a lot of questions. Okay. We don't have any notes on the table. We don't have uh, books or famous quotes or anything. So we're going to hear your question for the first time together and 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 walk through it the best we can. We're not always right. No, we are not. <laughs> <laughs> so you take it with a grain of salt. This is just what what we, from our first impression, how we would answer it. And and I'm going to thank you guys for making this um, this podcast so successful. And if you're watching on Spotify, you could see us on video now. Hi. YouTube, uh, Apple Podcast. Thank you guys for for listening. First question in the queue here. Subject line is Amber. Exclamation, 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 exclamation. Okay. This one's serious for you. All right. Four exclamations. Let's do it. It says, hey, Granger, I absolutely love your podcast, music, the Smiths on YouTube, and that you're a light for Jesus. Thank you so much for sharing your family with myself and others. You all are such a blessing. My question is mostly for Amber, but I'd love your advice as well. I'm almost 28 and I'm still single. So many of my dear friends are married and have babies. I'm so happy for them, but I often find myself asking and wondering, okay, God, when is my time coming? I'm a believer and walking with the Lord and have been praying for so long for my future husband. I just don't know what to do. I would welcome any advice you guys might have. Thank you so much, Anna. Mm, okay. You want to go first or me? Well, I have a brother that's single, yes, Tyler. that's true. We could just solve that with one answer. <laughs> Um, so, so Anna, 28 single, that's, that's like the age when all your friends are getting married. Yes. Right. And it's kind of starts about 24 
25, 26, 27, 28. And at 28, you're like, okay, what about me? I got married Anna at 30. So, or well, not 31, right? No. Well, we got, we got engaged. engaged when I was 30. Yes. So we, you got, yeah, you were married to me when you were 31. Okay. I met you when I was 27. Okay. So. Okay. So you're, it's a valid question. I, you're still very young, Anna. Mm-hmm. You're still very young. You have so much. You have so much life left, um, single life left. But I'm gonna I'm gonna kick this over to you. Okay. Uh, like I said, I met you when I was 27. So I don't know if she's saying in her singleness if she has not had a boyfriend or if she just hasn't found the one yet. I guess you could say. So she says she's she's she loves God. She's been following God, and she said, "What can I do?" And I think that I think what what came to mind is keep doing what you're doing, keep pursuing the Lord. I I remember I told you a couple of days ago that I I thought of something for London and Lincoln, and it was it was run so hard after God that a guy or a girl has to chase Christ has to chase Christ to get to you. Yeah. And I think that's so good. And and keep doing what you're doing. I know who you are. I know you've you've asked me this question on Arise, and I'm oh, sorry. Do. Yeah, I do. You know her. I, well, not personally, but okay. I, I know her through through social media. So um, she's asked me a lot about being single. And and another word that came to mind when you were reading that is is contented, contentedness. And mm-hmm. Paul speaks about that and being content in every season. And then something else came to me that's, when the time is right, I, the Lord, will make it happen. And so keep doing what you're doing by praying. I don't know if you're involved in any small groups mm-hmm. or other ways to meet people, um, but those are great ways to meet people who who have the same values as you, who love the Lord like you do. Um, I know patience is hard, and and God works in in seasons of waiting, and I know that that can be hard. But like I said, I was 20, 27, almost 28 when I met Granger, so you're right on that cusp of possibly meeting the person that that you might spend the rest of your life with. Let me add one more thing. I went through a lot of relationships that were not good. And and um I wish I wish I didn't have to go through those seasons. And and if you haven't been through those seasons, I commend you for that, for for waiting and and just keep holding out because it's gonna mean so much more when you meet that person that you're gonna spend the rest of your life with. And it's gonna save you so much heartache and pain along the way if you just stay patient and and stay steadfast in your love for the Lord. Yeah, that's great. I, I think you you said contentment is is such a key here. Just and I learned to be content in all situations, including this one, including being single, um, including this season of waiting. If if you are impatient and you're waiting and waiting and impatient, that's going to lead to something bad yeah. because you're going to you're the, you're going to take the first guy that comes around and says the the right things and he's decent and he might not even be a bad guy. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. He might be a fine guy. He's good, but he's not. He's not great, and you don't love him. Yeah. But but you force yourself into it because you go, well, I guess this is my best opportunity. Let's let's do it. But if you're content before that happens, if you're content where you are right now, and you go, I'm good, I'm good. I'm trusting God. I'm following God, and and I'm happy, and I'm content right now. Eventually, I would love to have a husband. I would love to have a family. Absolutely. But right now, I'm also good where I am then that's going to shield off any bad guys that start coming around. Mm-hmm. And you're going to put up a, a a force field in a good way where it's going to take the right guy to penetrate that force field to finally get to you. And you go, wow, you, you came to me when I was already content mm-hmm. and you, you, you doubled what I had. Yeah. And I think 
you could echo what the Psalms say so many times, Anna, when, when you read through the Psalms. And I love, at the end of my Bible reading, I love to finish with a Psalm and just go down. There's, there's a lot of them. And you'll find things all the time that say things like, how much longer, God? How, how much longer will you hide your face? How much longer till I hear you speak? How much longer till, till you do this, till you, you involve yourself with me? And that's, that's okay to question those kind of things because as long as you're bringing it to him and not to the world mm-hmm. and not to what's wrong with myself or all these other friends or all these other problems that are happening, unless, unless you just go straight to God with it and go, you, God, I know you could do this. Where are you? How much longer? And keep doing that, directing it in one direction up, then I think you're going to be just fine. I agree. Keep praying though. All right, it's about to get it's about to get serious. Next question. Okay. I don't know where we're going, okay? okay? I have no idea where this is going. Subject line of this one says, next in the queue says, the only person I would ask this is you. Better details than the previous email. Whatever that means. <laughs> Whatever this means. Here we go. Oh gosh. Hi, Granger and guests. This podcast has opened my eyes to myself and to God, lowercase God. Mm-hmm. And I can't thank y'all enough for that. Please keep me anonymous. So my question is, follow my gut or do what's right? I'm 23 years old. I've been engaged for one year now and was supposed to get married in June. I've been with my fiance now for five years. We own a house together, but he has changed. He has turned to smoking weed every day, always wants to stay home, only focusing on sex. I decided to postpone the wedding two weeks before. My eyes really opened when my grandfather passed away and I felt like something wasn't right. And then I fell into a deep depression. An old guy friend from high school came along and truly supported me and pointed me to God, lowercase God. He makes me want to share my feelings more, plus puts an effort to encourage me in my hobbies. And most importantly, he's encouraged me to create a stronger bond with lowercase God. I am starting to develop feelings for this guy, but my fiance is 27 and I don't want to have to start over after five years. Are these feelings I'm feeling with this new old friend just temporary, a temptation? We are a lot alike and share so many things in common. He makes me feel so guilty for trying to end things and puts the fault on me. I think that's the current, the fiance. Mm -hmm. Do I do what is the right thing by staying and pushing through with him? Since it's been five years, and am I so scared to start over or follow my gut? I've prayed every night about this situation. I just need a little more guidance. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Anonymous. Hey, anonymous. I'm going to say this again. Very. um, This is a. This is not an abnormal situation that you're in. But I want to. I want to make a correlation between Anna and you. Here's the deal. What I was telling Anna about being content in your situation, and if you're not, you're going to be open to anything. So that's what this new old friend is to you. This old friend that comes along, and he says he says some really nice things, and he's he's nice to you. Because you're not content where you are, you're like, might as well. I mean, it's better than it's the better. current yeah. situation. But it, you don't love him. You have feeling like you're developing feelings, but you don't love him. You're just open to something new. And so here's here's my advice right before Amber gets into this. Right off the bat, you're gonna break up with the fiance. I agree. Done. Engagement, done. 
old friend, it's not going to turn into a relationship. He could be a buddy. He, he could be a, like, you know, hang out and, and go see a movie occasionally. But this guy is nothing's, nothing's going to happen. You would know it by now. Like you, you would know. And, and it might, it could, it might. But, but right now you're 23 and I'm going to help tell you to pump the brakes and go back to be Anna right now. You guys are going to swap. Yeah. <laughs> swap places. You're going to be Anna and, and you're going to, you're going to hit the brakes. Here's the deal. Five years. You're worried about wasting five years in this relationship. You're going to waste your lifetime if you make this mistake with him. The dude sits on the couch, smokes weed, and just wants sex. You guys, a you got a, you have a house together. He wants nothing else in life. He doesn't want to get married. Why would he get married? He's got everything he needs. He's got the sex. He's got the weed. He's got the couch. He's got the house. He's got the girl who just does whatever he tells him. He's good. You ain't gonna get anything else out of this guy, right? I'm just going off on this. Girl, I totally. But- I and I can echo everything that you're saying right now everything. And you're asking, should I do what's right? Who says, who says that staying in that relationship is right? You're not right. married yet. You are not married. And if, if you were married, then I would say, you know, we, this would be a different conversation. We would talk about counseling. We would talk about all these things to try to fix your marriage, but you are not married yet. You are 23. I, I get it. You don't want to hurt his feelings, but a little bit of hurt right now is, is better than a lifetime of hurt in a marriage where you're, you guys are not loving each other. Your children are having to go through all kinds of things, watching their parents fight, watching their dad sit on the couch and smoke weed. You need to do, like Granger always says, be selfish right now because you can't be selfish whenever you get married. And so, yes, I, I agree with you. I say don't go with either one of them. And if you think you might have feelings for this this newer guy, give it time. Don't Don't rush into anything with him, say six months. And if you're still feeling those feelings for him, then maybe go on a date and then try that. But you're going to be too soon out of this relationship to even know for sure. I think I think I agree with you. I wouldn't go with either guy. Yeah, I don't trust this new high school guy. Yeah, I don't trust him. He came around and points you to God with a lowercase g. Mm-hmm. I, I don't trust this guy because I don't think he, I don't think he's pointing you in the right direction. You can get mad if you want. Okay, it's my podcast. <laughs> but we're just and we're not trying to be mean we're just trying to be honest as this is what we would tell our friend and let's direct let's direct her anonymous in her praying she says she prays every night about this situation but just needs a little more guidance i get it so so i want to talk to you about what you're praying because and i know i know this is not the first time i'm going to say this i don't even know what the rest of the questions are but i know i'm going to be repeating this when 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 jesus taught us to pray the Lord's Prayer. This is an example. He didn't start with, give us today our daily bread. Here's how you pray, everybody. You start with, give us today our daily bread, what I need. He didn't start with that. What did he start with? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It was started with worship. Mm. It started with acknowledgement of our Creator, an uppercase G. Yes. It started with that. It didn't start with Okay, God, here's, all right, God, you ready? Here's my situation again. I'm going to come to you again. Okay, I got this friend from high school, and then I got this fiance, and he just smokes weed and have sex with me in my house. Okay, it's not working. That's not working. So you got to rearrange this prayer, and you got to start with this. God, you are holy. You are, you are the creator of oceans and mountains and the Grand Canyon and babies, and puppies, and stars, Mm -hmm. and galaxies, and oak trees, 
and and I mean, you you could just sit there and go on and on about 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 the incredible God that created all things, right? And then and then secondly, you go and you have it all in your hands, and so I give it all to you. And then at the very end, and then this situation I'm in, because you're God and you're all knowing and you created everything. Thank you for the opportunity for me to bring you my situation. And thank you for the opportunity to listen to my little situation. I, I want to follow you. I want to pursue you. And, and as an outcropping of that, I want to know what to do in, with this current relationship I'm in. Change, change it to that. And so let's see what happens. So good. You hit another one for a break? Yes. You ready? This looks like another one. This looks like another one. Okay. Subject line, daughter in an abusive relationship. Hi, Granger. I'd like to remain anonymous. Whenever it starts with that, you know it's it's about Mm -hmm. to get crazy. I'll keep this as simple as I can. I have one daughter in her early 20s. We do not live in the same state. This week, I found out she was beaten by someone she is dating, parentheses, not in a relationship, a few months ago. Two of her close friends just told me, one of them a male who really cares for her, but she tells me she doesn't deserve someone so good, and she's still hung up on the guy who beat her. I confronted her, and she's denying it. I don't know where to go from here. I don't want her back into a wall. I don't want to back her into a wall and push her back to him. I'm feeling really guilty because I could have stopped it. I'm heartbroken and I just don't know what to do. And yes, I have suggested counseling. Thank you. I'm curious as to how the dad could have stopped it. I don't know why that that jumped out at me. Um, How old is the daughter in her 20s, early 20s? We don't know if this is a dad or not. I don't. Yeah, my daughter. You said my daughter, right? Yeah, but it could be a mother. Oh, yeah, I guess I just, I felt. I think this is a mother, Okay. by the way. Okay. Well, I'm wondering how, yeah, I'm wondering how the mother could have stopped, could have stopped it. She <sighs> said, I'm feeling guilty. I'm feeling really guilty because maybe I could have stopped it. And, and, and she lives in another state. And so I think she's just thinking yeah. hypothetically. Yeah somewhere in her raising, you know, yeah. or so, you know, yeah. something like that. Oh gosh, this is hard because she is an adult and, and I know as a mother, you would want to try to protect your daughter, but at a certain point, I mean, if, if this, if this really did happen, it needs to be reported. Yeah. If for sure, like it needs to be reported to the police and whether that's the whether, but if they call her in and she lies about it and says it didn't happen, then nothing's going to change but he'll he'll at least the guy will get a mark on his record right right? well he'll be pulled in for questioning probably and that counts for something yeah yeah so i i get like once again i I believe this is a mother i but i get i understand what she's saying about i don't want to confront her and push her into a wall and then back her right back into this guy you know forget it mother you don't know i love him but but hey i you have a lifeline right now with these two close friends right so i would I would get it really snugly with these two close friends of hers because they're in the same state as the daughter, I'm assuming. And so you got eyes on this situation. I would, I would have them report it mm-hmm. and bring them in for questioning. You're a third party now. You're not directly involved if, if it's the two close friends. 
Hopefully they'll be brave enough to just do this. When he said one of them's a male who really cares for her. Um, but she tells him she doesn't deserve someone so good. And she's still hung up with the guy who beat her. A lot of people listening are going, yep, been there, done yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, I was her too. Um, and it's, it's a sad thing when you feel like you don't deserve better and not that you're of all this worth or anything, but it's hard when you, when you, you feel like you can change somebody and you feel, and, and like she said, she doesn't feel like she deserves to be loved that way. And the only thing you can do as a mother is, is pour into her and, and let her know her worth, but also lead her to God because, because she will find her worth in the Lord. And I think I would, I wouldn't panic because you're right to be worried. You're right to email and you're right to suggest counseling. Um, but I don't think it's time to absolutely panic. Here's what I mean. I don't think she's been beaten in a way that it shows. Mm -hmm. Like there's not bruises or scars or cuts. I don't think I'm totally assuming, but I'm guessing that she, it was like a pushed into the refrigerator, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that. And so it, because if it was bigger than that, the police could get involved and have evidence. Mm -hmm. And this guy's locked away. Well, this is probably, it might've been a a long time in between when the mother found out. Maybe. And, but, but usually those small pushes Mm -hmm. lead to something more. Yeah. So I don't want you to panic. Like she's going to die. But I do think you're absolutely right that this could escalate and probably will. And so we need to get a hold of it fast through these two close friends. That's If we're sitting around a campfire, once again, Amber and I are not, are not going to give you the perfect right advice because this could go a million ways. But I would, I would have these two close friends report this to the police immediately. If there's bruises or scars or cuts, that's huge. That's huge for the case. If there's not... It's good for you that she's not getting too injured, but um, but we need to unfortunately nip this right now as mm-hmm. fast as you can. And then I would pour in pour in worth to your daughter. Yeah, like just don't don't come at her in a way like you could do better. You you are a great girl and you deserve great boy. Don't don't give her that. Yeah, because she's gonna think inside. You don't know me. I'm not worth that. You don't know me. Instead, pour in love to her where she is right now. Tell her things like, you're so brave to live in another state. I didn't do that as a girl. You moved out of our home state and you're just so independent. And I love that about you. You know, you were like that when you were three years old. Mm -hmm. You're just so independent and so strong. And so, so you have so much courage to go and pursue, maybe it's school, maybe it's a career, pour into her that. So then instead of thinking, no, you don't know me, I'm actually worthless. She starts thinking, I've been independent since I was three. Wow. I guess I am kind of independent. I guess I am kind of brave. Like what if you could build that up within her? Meanwhile, these two close friends are reporting it. They got Mm -hmm. their eyes on her. And this this new guy is going to get pushed out just naturally. And then just reiterating the fact that that you're there. And I'm sure you're telling her this all the time. Like you can always come to me. You can always yes. come home, but keep doing that. I'm sure she'll roll her eyes or hang up the phone on you, but just keep doing that because one night, if something bad happens again, she's going to remember that and she's yes. going to call you and she's going to say, I need to come home. 
and she's going to just, just keep pouring into her. Cause like I said, she's an adult and she has to make her own decisions. So I just, as a mother, just pray because prayer is so, um, powerful. So just keep praying and keep pouring into her and then get close with the two friends and have them report anything else that they see or hear. If you're a guy that's listening and you've ever been involved on the other side of this, you are weak. Mm-hmm. You are you are a coward. If 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 this if you have ever been led down that road where you have to physically abuse a girl in her early twenties, then you have you have a serious issue that needs help, needs fixing. You can be fixed. We're all sinners. Actually, yeah. I'm actually um drinking from a coffee mug right here that says wretched sinner. That's all of us. But that is a problem and it needs to be acknowledged. With that, we're going to take a break. Okay. Right Podcast is brought to you guys today by Movement. That's MVMT. In a tiny apartment in Southern California, two college dropouts teamed up to create a watch company that broke all the rules. With fair prices, unexpected colors, and clean original designs, Movement grew into one of the fastest growing watch brands shipping to over 160 countries across the globe. Now, Movement has expanded into the best-selling ever-scroll blue light filtering glasses. I'm wearing one of the watches right now. I love this watch. This is one of the field watches. And I have these ever-scroll glasses on the way to my house right now. I've tried them. They're really awesome. Like, the frames the frames look great. And they look stylish. They look like, you know, your your Hollywood movie star wearing glasses. (laughs) They have sunglasses too. But but these Everscrolls, they protect your eyes whenever you're on your screens. And I'm never on a screen, like barely ever on a screen during the day. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, We're always on screens. I know you are too. In fact, you're on it right now on this podcast. That's how I could prove it. But but uh, these Everscroll glasses are going to be something, I think it's probably going to be something that you're going to see a lot of blue blocking glasses to protect your eyes. We all know these screens are ruining us at some level. We might as well protect our eyes. And movement is taking taking this field by storm. They're crafted with top-tier materials. Movement Everscrolls filter out nearly 90% of the most intense blue light rays and feature anti-glare lenses for elevated comfort. Designed in-house out of their California headquarters and available in a wide variety of modern fashion forward frames, Movement Everscrolls are truly the most stylish way to protect your eyes. If you want to protect your eyes with style that doesn't break the bank, join the movement and get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash Granger. Again, that's mvmt.com slash Granger. Podcast also brought to you guys by ShipStation. So you're starting your own online store. You're doing what you love, finally. Selling products that people want. All the orders are coming in fast. Now the hard part, shipping those products out. Luckily, ShipStation makes it easy. With ShipStation, it's simple to import, manage, and ship your orders out fast for a lot less money. It's no wonder ShipStation is the number one shipping software for e-commerce sellers with more five-star reviews than anyone else. Import from any sales channel, ship with any carrier, using our deeply discounted rates. Automate just about any shipping task, spends a lot less time shipping and a lot more time growing your business. That's what you're going to do, no matter what you're selling. Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation funnels all these orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even your cell phone. 
You'll even get access to amazing discounts with mail carriers, including UPS, FedEx, USPS, and um, easily compare carriers and choose you know the, the best solution every single time. It's amazing. With ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates, usually reserved for those big old Fortune 500 companies without the contracts or long-term commitments of any kind. Ship more in less time. Just use my offer code, Granger, to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in Granger. That's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code Granger. Make ship happen and do like we do at Yee Yee Apparel. All right, gosh, this has been a um, this has been this is what happens when you get on a podcast, babe. I know. This one, okay. This is a little light, more lighthearted. The subject line is "How do I start?" Okay. It says, "Hey Granger, my name is Kayla. I'm from Benson, Utah. I want to start my own nonprofit organization. My question for you is, how did you start the River Kelly Fund? I don't even know where to start. My husband is an incomplete." quadriplegic, and I want to be able to provide medical equipment to those who can't afford it. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Incomplete quadriplegic. Any advice would be appreciated. Kayla. Hey, Kayla. Okay. So we had, we actually had a lot of help. Um, We have a a business team out of Nashville that helped me set this up. So I wish I could give you a lot better information about this, but um, (laughs) Go to your trusty friend Google because you can you can Google how to start a nonprofit. Um, you'll have to get in touch with with business people, with tax people. Um, they will help you set everything up. There was two different ways we could have set up our our fund or our foundation. And if you want to start a foundation where it just goes to this one cause, that's that you can turn into a five hundred one c three super easy. You also have another option too, like we did with the River Kelly Fund, to be able to give to many different organizations, um, all 501c3. So we went that route because we wanted to help as many different organizations as possible. In this case, you might just want to um, provide medical equipment to those who can't afford it. That's one cause. That that could be something that you could start pretty easy. Um, but then, other, but then after that, it's just creating a website and and getting the word out there and and starting your fundraisers. Yeah. Um. I'm so happy for your heart, Kayla, that yeah. you want to do this and that you you're you have your love for your husband and and you want to be able to help others. That's amazing. Yeah. So it gives you purpose through through pain and it, and it allows you to to help your husband as well as help help all those other people for in the sure. World. Yeah. Shout out to our friends in Utah as well. Um, okay, we have. I'm gonna I'm gonna read you some of these. Okay. Okay. We have a subject line called setting family boundaries. We have one called Life Sucks with No Joy. Oh, gosh. One called Family, Faith, and Mental Health. And one called When Do I Quit? Mm. Where does the campfire go next? Okay. Let's do... I got to go with Life Sucks with, with No Joy. My name is Christian, 25 years old from Montana. I've been encouraged and challenged by your podcast. I have so many questions that I'm struggling to find the right help and words to answer to my questions. My biggest question that I've, that I've been dealing with over the past six years is, what is real joy? I know I can find joy in Jesus. I'm a believer and I love Jesus. I lost my joy and confidence six years ago while I was dealing with suicidal thoughts and in my worst, darkest season. I wonder now, what does it mean to have real joy when I can't even smile anymore? Thanks again for making this podcast, and I look forward to hearing more. Yee, yee. 
Christian, 25, Montana. Shout out to Montana. It's interesting that his name is Christian. Mm. Um, when you say, I find it strange when people say, I know I can find joy in Jesus. I'm a believer. I love Jesus. It's almost like I'm doing all the things. Right. You're but, checking a box. But are you really? Do you have relationship with Jesus? Because my true joy does come from Jesus. We have had very dark, very dark moments in our lives and in our in our family. And the only thing that is that is keeping us and sustaining us is the joy that comes from Jesus. Um, I'm I'm so sorry that you've been dealing with suicidal thoughts. Um, you're still here. And you're still here for a purpose and for a reason. And so if I can encourage you, it would be to continue to seek God every day. And also, I just did an arise on this. Live a life of gratitude. Live a life of gratitude. Wake up every single day and and give thanks to the Lord for the day that you've been given. Say three things that you're grateful for because studies have shown that you cannot have depression and anxiety and the same thought as gratitude and thankfulness. So replace any of those thoughts. I mean, I have dark, I still have dark times. I still have very sad moments. But in that moment, we tell our daughter this, change the channel in your mind. I immediately flip that dark moment to looking around the room and saying, God, thank you for this day. Thank you for my daughter. Thank you for my son. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my food. Just the little, little things. And then slowly um, you can... You can change the, it's, I mean, studies have shown you change the brain chemistry in your brain if you only focus on the negative things. You can slowly flip that back to being able to find the joy in everyday things. Christian, I could once again validate your question, right? It's a, it's a great question and it's normal. It's, it's a normal question. So far, I don't ever get questions on this podcast that I think to myself, ooh, that's, that's strange. Mm-hmm. That's a weird way to think of things. Christian, you're 25. You're a quarter of a century old. You're old, dude. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Hey, y- your your question is, is very normal for a human to think. Not to make it small. It's a big question, but it's also common. You're searching for joy. You're 25. You're at an age. They call it the quarter-life crisis. Mm-hmm. Like you're at an age when it just... You're trying to, you're at like at this cusp of who am I? What am I going to do? Like what, what's my mark on this earth? And, and maybe you're married, maybe you have kids. I don't know, but, but that's all kind of part of it. It's like, am I going to have children? Am I going to be like a family man or am I going to be like a career guy? Am I going to be a CEO or am I going to be a, a a servant to someone the rest of my life? Who am I? What are my skills? I don't feel like I really am really good at anything. This is me. This is me talking. I've been in times when I'm like, man, I could do a lot of things decently, but what could I do really good? And hey, that, like as a musician, I'm I'm saying the same thing. Like I was saying that back then. So, so your age and whatever you have going on in your life, um, these are these are things that are common thoughts. When you're dealing, and I'm going to echo what Amber was saying about the Jesus comment. I've, I've said that kind of stuff before. I'm a be, I mean, I'm a believer. I love Jesus, but, 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 but. There's always a but. You need worship mm-hmm. in your life because that gratefulness and, and gratitude, is those the two things mm-hmm. you said, that Amber said cannot exist in your brain in the same thought as depression. Worship 
is what we were made to do. Humans were made to worship, and we're also made to not be worshipped. We can't be worshipped. We, in fact, go crazy if we're worshipped. Look at people like Elvis, like the, the big the big, hum, big famous people in life that got so big and they were worshipped, they, they corrupted from the inside out. It, it usually ends up killing them because it's so weird, right? We cannot be worshipped, but we are made to worship. So what does that mean? I'm going to take you back to the couple questions ago when I was talking about the Psalms. If you just read through some of these Psalms, it doesn't take very long to find. They are always based on worship. Worship, remembering, remembering creation. Think about an eyeball. I said this on Pastor Chad's podcast the other day. We were, Amber and I were sitting there eating pizza the other day. And, and we were trying to figure out what color are Maverick's eyes. Are they green? Are they brown? Are they maybe blue? Are they teal? Because they haven't really defined themselves yet. And so we were looking really close, and you guys are taking pictures of his eyes with um, the iPhone. Ironically, yeah. the iPhone. So, and then we were zooming in, and it made me think, oh, yeah, I remember there's this website that you can go to that has close-up pictures of eyeballs. And it's incredible. You guys can Google it right now. Google up-close eyeball on your phones. <laughs> And, and do an image search and look at these images. It's absolutely incredible what your eyeball is. The from, intricacy. It is crazy. The detail. It looks like the Grand Canyon, like Saturn meets the Grand Canyon with colors. And like the retina, the black retina in our eyes is actually a cavern that goes in. So the, all the, the eye, the, the colored part, whatever the part that is, what's that part called? <laughs> I don't know. I forgot. It, it rolls but in like a... It's like not the in, iris. Like into a cave with these billions of like veins and crevices and and like so they're all different colors and they... Be, guys, <laughs> that's worship right yeah. there because you look at that and you go, God, how? How? This is un, unbelievable what you did to an eyeball. And that's just part of it. That's just that's a tiny part of this of, of of creation. So, Christian, when you start thinking about stuff like that, you start meditating on that, and you make that part of your prayer, and you start thinking to yourself, "God, you did all this. You built this. You created this. You founded this. You planned this. You ordained this. You aligned this. You you. I mean, you did all of this in your hands. What are you capable of doing with my life?" Mm-hmm. What are you capable of doing? Anything. So you know what? I'll give it to you. I don't want to do it anymore. I can't do it. You made eyeballs. You do it. I give it to you. I trust you. In faith, you take it all. Take it all. Lead me. I'll follow you. I'll pursue you. I'll let me be your servant. Let me be your your minion. I'll be it. I'm your sheep in your pasture. When you have an idea like that, when that when that rolls over your mind, Christian, everything changes. You become you, you become a worshiper instead of instead of caught in depression. You can't be depressed. You cannot be depressed and think of the creator of the universe and what he did and what he's capable of doing. And that out of all that, the guy that made the eyeball is capable of having a relationship with you and listening to you and what you got. And he's interested in what you have going on in your life. 
in this small fragment of time in history. That is unbelievable. There is no suicidal thoughts or darkness or depression inside that kind of mentality. So take yourself there. I can't follow up anything with that. (laughs) All right, let's shift gears. Setting family boundaries. Marriage, faith, and mental health are when do I quit? Your pick. Setting family boundaries. Ooh, okay. As the in-laws are taking care of Maverick now. (laughs) Says, hey, Granger, my name is Amanda from South Austin. My question to you is, what is a healthy, good way to start the conversation about boundaries to have with the family, mainly parents? I have two scenarios. One, my mom has terrible body issues, and that has trickled down to me. She's natu- she's a naturally thin person, and I take after my dad, so I'm not. I've taken a lot of time to reflect and learn to love myself and my, and my body God gave me. But every time she mentions her weight or clothing size, it makes her... It makes me revert back to, I'm not good enough because I'm not going to be ever be that small. With the holidays and every family gathering revolving around food, I'm just wanting to set that boundary with her about bringing up food weight size. Scenario two, in-laws with my daughter. Setting a real, realistic expectation of how things will be when they live closer to us. They currently see their grandkids every day because their mom works nights and so they live with them. And that isn't the case for our family. We also don't want sleepovers with them because they drink and smoke around our kids. A good way to have that conversation with them. What's a good way to have that conversation with them about these boundaries? This comes from Amanda. From South Austin. Okay, do we want to start with the weight? Yeah, let's start with the way she ordered it. I think... It's like you say in every podcast, it's all about a conversation. It's all about communication with your mom and coming from a place of love. And and now I understand she probably wants you to be healthy, you know, and, and take care of yourself. And that's that's different than body shaming and all that. I think you just have to have a conversation with her and just say, I would like for us not to discuss this, you know at a family gathering or something like that. Like if you want to go away with me and we can have a conversation, that's fine. But I don't, I don't need you to nitpick me every time I see Mm. you and, you know, and let her know, like her body issues have trickled down into you, which could trickle down into your children. So it's just, it's just having an open dialogue with her about that. I mean, I've, I've had some of the same issues in my family and it's just having a conversation. And if, and if she does overstep those boundaries, then you can take a step back and, and not go for the next holiday. And then hopefully she'll understand, okay, well, she didn't come this time. I need to, to value what she's asking me not to do so I can see my daughter again. Yeah. I can't really speak to the first scenario as a guy. I don't, I mean, I'm going to leave that to you. Um, that's why this question's in the Amber folder. Mm -hmm. Um, because guys, we just don't really understand um, yeah. body, body body issues from each other. Um, if guys have body issues with each other, it's the opposite. It's like, come on, man, what are you doing? Not yeah. eating or something? You need to eat a hamburger. Yeah, you know, like, such a like, double yeah. double standard. Okay, so the scenario two with the in laws, um, your priority is your your family. Yeah. And not your in-laws, and that's that's uncomfortable. It can be uncomfortable, especially if you if you're you haven't been around them that many years. Like you don't have twenty years under your belt with them. 
but your priority is them. If you don't want them to have sleepovers for any reason, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be smoking and drinking. It could be any reason. They have a swimming pool in the back without a gate. Yeah. Done. They, they, he, uh, grandpa doesn't buckle them up in their seatbelts when they drive a car. Done. It could be any reason. It could be totally up to you. Grandpa snores, whatever. That's your priority, your prerogative, your kids. So don't even think twice about it. Um, I agree. Your immediate concern is your immediate family. When you get married and become one, you and your husband are are one before God, and then it's it's your little family. You guys have to start have to start making traditions for yourselves. And if you don't feel comfortable with something, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. It's like Granger said. It's not like they have these rights. And I'm not saying anything negative about about the grandparents, because yes, you want them to have a relationship with your grandchildren. But if you're not comfortable with something, you just say, "This is what we. This is how we do it in our family. You you raised me and did things how you wanted to do in our immediate family, and now it's my turn. Do it with love and with grace." But they have to kind of understand that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Amanda. That's a great question, and um, I hope this question came in in November. So I hope that it worked out mm-hmm. through uh, through, the through Christmas. Yeah. yeah. All right, I think you get one left. Okay. Want to do When Do I Quit? Yeah. Hey, Granger. I would love to have, I'd love to talk to you about this with Amber. Okay. First, I have to say I admire your love and your relationship. My beautiful bride and I have been married almost four years at the end of this month. My wife is Rachel and I'm Aaron. We are from Orem, Utah. I just started my own company installing truck accessories on the side to my regular nine to five. I really want to work for myself and create something amazing and be able to create jobs for many others and prove that all that for my family. I have always had the need to have a bigger goal, the next step and moving towards being better. My job now, I've had very high hopes and promises until this new guy was hired that's in charge and I feel very disrespected and undermined about my abilities. I've sat down with him to talk about why this is and why he is this way. And he wouldn't say. He was just defensive and told me all the things that he, um, that he has done to make my job easier. I'm at a dead end here. And it's only been since December of last year that we started the company. I hated coming to work, and all I can think about is my own new company. I really want to quit and just put all my efforts into this. My amazing wife says she will support me in whatever I choose. For me, it's super scary to go on my own and I have to put myself in her shoes. I would be scared out of my mind if I were her. My question is to you is this, how do I know when is the time to quit my job? And for Amber, what are some ways I can make my wife feel that God and her always come first, that and to help her not to feel scared and to worry that this will all work out. It says parentheses in the past, I have, I have not been the best husband and I have, um, in the past I have, it says met Ben. I'm thinking he said he meant to say not been the best husband and how I have treated her and my priorities. I was way too self-absorbed and selfish. And at the end, and it almost ended our marriage. I want to prove to her that I have changed and I'm continuing to change. Love you guys so much, Aaron. Okay. In there, he said, she said she will support him no matter what. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of those questions where you, 
I'm, I'm going to let you lead with this because I'm going to see what, what advice you give and then I'll go. Yeah, I'm going to start, Aaron, I'm going to start with this new guy, the new guy that came to the old job, the nine to five. Um, I wouldn't be so quick to say, boom, I'm quitting. This guy's an idiot. I'm quitting. I'm going to go off and start my my truck accessory business and get this thing off the ground. It might not be time to do that yet. And and I believe you wouldn't have to ask me if you knew it was time to start that truck accessory company on its own. I mean, I know you started it to, to go full-time into that. I don't think you'd have to ask me. You just know, hey, how do you know? It's making this much money. It's making X amount of dollars right right now. And, and uh, my buddy at Arms Family YouTube channel, right? Daniel Arms was a, a state trooper in Oklahoma. And he was doing YouTube on the side and he wanted to be a YouTuber. So he worked and worked and worked. And this is the same thing with the YouTuber, um, Sean at keeping it Dutch. Same thing. These both got, these guys had parallel situations where Daniel was working a job and as a state trooper and he was, he, he needed the YouTube revenue to get to a certain amount. What's the amount? Probably the amount that to pay the bills. You know, you, everyone has a number, a budget each month that they need a hit to, to pay the bills and to have a little extra for groceries and a little bit of spending money extra. So when you hit that number, boom, say bye-bye to the nine to five. Mm-hmm. We, we know a lot of people like this. I don't think, Aaron, I don't think you're there yet or you would have said that. You would have been like, I make really good money in the new company and I don't need the old, so I think I'm great. But I think the problem is this new guy, that the new boss... And we cannot change another person, but we could change our perspective. We could change how we react to them. So you are not going to change this new guy. You're not going to convince him that you're someone that he didn't see in the first place. All you can do, Aaron, is change your perspective of where he's coming from. And, and, his situation. Maybe he's fighting for his job. Maybe he came into the situation and he's underqualified and he's trying to puff up as much as he can because he feels intimidated by you. Maybe he feels like he's better suited at another job, but this is the only thing he could get right now to pay the bills because he has medical bills to pay for his mother. I'm just saying there's a million different scenarios, but you can't change any of it. You could only change how you react and how you perceive him. So I would go in on Monday morning as a new man, Aaron, to the nine to five. And don't come in as a new man that's secretly going to quit and and start his truck accessory full time. And don't brag about that because it's not here yet. So walk in Monday morning with this new boss and just be like, man, I know things have been a little weird and I've, I've done a lot of thinking about this and I want to start new. I want to start new. You're the boss. I want to listen to what you say. I've been here for a long time, but I'm totally open to change the way I operate. I don't want to be stuck in a rut doing the same thing that I've been doing just because I thought that was the right way. I want your perspective. If you you say that you're trying to make my life easier, and I just want to say thank you because I need a, I need a life that's easier. And so how, how could I make your life better? How could I serve you? How could I be a better employee to you? What do you need from me? Pour into him. Serve him. Pour into him. Be grateful for him. Thankful for him. Kind, kind to him. Pour into him, right? 
and watch how he pours back into you. Yeah, I was going to say, you you said in your question, my job I am in now had very high hopes and promises until we had a new guy hired. So it sounded like you enjoyed your job. You liked going to work, but with this new guy, you've kind of been let down. Maybe you were going to get a promotion and he got it or something. I'm not sure. But now you say, now you hate going to work. So I, I agree with Granger. I, give it some time. Um, keep doing what you're doing on the side. Keep growing that. Um, and, and give yourself like a goal, six months, a year or something. And then if you're still feeling the way that you're feeling after you've been pouring into this new guy, setting aside your pride, I feel like I feel a little, a little pride Yes. Coming from you. Yes. Set aside your pride. I know it can be hard when, when maybe he got the job you wanted or something, but like Ranger said, go in, pour into him, keep doing what you're doing on the side, hopefully growing that. Yes. And then you will either find a new love for your current job or your, your dream job on the side of, of what you want to do on your own grows and gets bigger and then you'll know, but don't make any rash decisions. And you know, I, I commend your wife for saying that she would support you no matter what, because I, I say the same thing to Granger, but be smart and um, dial down your pride a little bit. I feel like that may be what's, what's kind of getting to you. Good luck to you, Aaron. Currently. You have, you have good problems, buddy. These are good, these are good, this is a good situation you're in because you, you have options and, um, and you're on a path to be doing what you love for, for work mm-hmm. and, and at home at the same time. So thank you guys for your questions. Yeah. I, we love you guys. It's, it's, um, it's amazing to sit next to you at the table again. I miss it. You're going to have to go back to your baby here. I know. But uh, (laughs) we love you guys. We'll see you next episode every Monday. Yee yee. Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel, hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Yee yee.